Hey out there, this is Bobby Jerzombek from Fate's Warning and Sebastian Bach. And you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. like now assumed like a routine in how we do this but we need to mix it up because it's good for the brain boys yeah. i think rena is trying to take control of the whole thing pretty soon she's going to be running it she might as well I... be she do a better job than you oh, oh shit. <laughs> i'm just joking i would do a better job it's, than you it's, but, yeah. not, it's funny because it's true you know <laughs> nice <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry bruce you know we love you Exactly. Oh my God. Did you like it, my radio voice? Oh, yeah. You got real deep like the Barry White thing. You're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. And it's going to be like a bunch of babies made on this show. Yeah, that might <laughs> vibrate. A friend of mine, I used to have this old shitty car. Like, you'd start it up and it would just like blow fucking smoke. <laughs> it's just terrible. And when I, I remember when I finally bought a new car. And I was selling my old car. My friend comes over. He's like, what are you going to do? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, there's girls aren't going to be throwing panties in your window as you drive <laughs> by anymore. <laughs> I was just like, fuck. Nice. <laughs> Have you ever done that, Rena? Have you ever thrown panties at somebody driving by in a, an old piece of shit car? Uh, what actually happened once was like I was um, on my bike uh, trying to go back from school. I was like, it, it, was, it was like high school equivalent in finland so i was like i don't know 17 18 years old i'm driving a bike and my bra breaks during me driving that bike so what i do is like oh my god there's this really long uphill coming so i don't want to stop and ruin like my speed so while driving i just dug out the bra from my sleeve and did not realize there was a car driving next to me and apparently they were because they almost like crashed. <laughs> wow, I just threw that out there to be a wise ass and you have a story about it. Yeah, I always have a story. <laughs> that that's that's gonna stop pretty much any car. Have you ever seen that Seinfeld episode where where Sue Allen Mishki it wears the bra <laughs> as, as a top? <laughs> no. <laughs> you haven't seen it. You haven't seen that episode? I have not. Oh my god! Yeah, she wears a bra as a top. Nice. <laughs> People are crashing cars. <laughs> I just so, remember the puffy shirt. <laughs> Jesus. So oh. for those who actually, go ahead. Did anyone watch Saturday Night Live this weekend? It was pretty awesome. Holy shit! Was Chappelle? That guy is the greatest comedian going right now. I agree. And, but you know what? Jim Carrey was really good as Biden. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you get Saturday Night Live over there, Rita? Uh, sure, we can watch it on, like, streaming services and so on, but it's not like it's on TV here. So I did not watch it because oh. I'm all and I just watch TV. Once, once we're done today, go to my Facebook wall and you'll see Dave Chappelle's monologue. It's 15 minutes long, and it's, like, the most socially conscious, funny thing I think I've ever seen. Like, it was just like, I was like, wow, he's actually doing this on TV. (laughs) Well, Chappelle usually is pretty spot on with this stuff. Oh man, it was crazy when he's like, I talked to a friend in Europe and he was saying, man, the world feels like a safer place right now. And he goes, not in America. It doesn't. Remember before (laughs) COVID 
We had mass shootings every week. <laughs> Thank God for COVID. <laughs> anyway, for those Sorry. who have made it this far, no, we can delete. Out. We can delete that. We can delete that. Or we could leave it. There, I had really good jokes in there. So, like, yeah, we'll, we'll probably leave it. And for those who made the three people that made it this far, we're going to speak with uh, Bobby from Fate's Warning. Okay. He's the drummer. I don't know. Fate's Warning is a band I've listened to for a long time. They've been around since '82. So, if you want to go ahead and grab them. Just got to eat some lunch and uh, just kind of hanging out. Awesome. We won't keep you too long then. Thanks for taking the time to join us. What did you eat? What did I eat? Yeah, I really want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yesterday was my and my wife's 30, 35th anniversary of our first oh. date. So we went out to looking for some place to eat. We ended up at Chili's. So we went to Chili's and had, and I had some kind of fajita tacos, these uh, uh, fajita tacos or whatever. And I had a lot of leftover food yesterday from yesterday. Uh, so I had leftover tacos with guacamole today. Nice. That's- and hey, congratulations on yes, congratulations. Oh, you know, oh, it, little- it brings me back to that Seinfeld episode where he goes, well, three years of marriage is a long time, but you made it 35. Well, we've been married 30, but we've been together 35. So, yeah. That, that's, that's amazing, man. That takes a lot of work, and, and anyone that makes that far should be commended. Where are you all calling from? So I'm in Richmond, Virginia. Chris is in Northern Virginia and Rena is in um, Finland. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I, heard an accent. I heard an accent somewhere in there, so I was just kind of like curious. Both Rena and I have accents because I'm I'm actually Canadian. I was going to say, I heard the Canadian. Hey? That's the one I heard. I've been trying to get rid of that damn accent. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah. So let's talk about the. Go ahead. Let's talk about the record. Long day, good night. How? What was the uh, writing process for this one? Seeing how the world has changed so much, were you able to get together and write it, or is it more done using technology? Well, there was Fate's Warning uh, because Fate's Warning is a band that the members, the five members, are in all different parts of the not only the country, but the world. The singer, actually, Ray Alder, our singer lives in Spain now. He married a girl from there. So, Fate's Warning, I've done three records with the band, three studio records, and one live record. And the process for writing is has been, on those records, uh, the same, where it's all exchanging files over the internet. So, um, it hasn't so being the COVID thing and whatever, it didn't change our process at all. It's things are done where uh, Jim Mathias writes most of the material and he um, takes the files and he'll send it to Ray and to me and to Joey in California and we'll start kind of listening to the material, start working ideas and then it's a lot of emails, a lot of text messages, phone calls, going back and forth and what do you hear on this part? What are you thinking on this? 
you know, is this cool, you know, and then you just keep going back and forth until you uh, get everything sort of arranged. I mean, obviously, when the band started in the mid-80s, things were, everybody lived in the same town, and you get together, and that's the way bands did it, where you sat in the same room and hashed it all out. But, yeah, it's just so, so different now, you know? It has been, I guess, for years, you know? Yeah, I think it's just been amplified by the, the current situation. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Where are you located? Even more stuff. I'm in San Antonio, Texas. Wow. What's the co- what's COVID like there right now? Is it ramping up or is it pretty calm? You know, it seems like it kind of comes and goes. It, you know, obviously, it's uh, when they actually in Texas, they opened up the, the clubs and the bars and stuff sort of in um, late May. June and you know, like at twenty five percent, fifty percent, and then it sort of to pick, it sort of picked up in numbers. Of course, then they shut everything down again. Then they open, and then and then that's been the case for a while. And then they've been reopening things, and then they've been saying the numbers have been up. You know, ever since then. So it it just it kind of comes in waves. Uh, it seems such a strange and, time uh, in history. Yeah, it's really crazy. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's a weird thing for me as, as, as a musician, because, you know, uh, it seems like it's affected live music more than any other industry. I don't know of any, I mean, maybe I'm, you know, kind of oblivious, but I don't know of any other industry that has been affected by this, the way live musicians have. Because, you know, obviously if you work at a, a grocery store or liquor store or something like that, you you excelled in your job and, the, you know, and, and, and things are great. But, and, and then certain industries have been shut down and then have reopened since then. But musicians and live music, I mean, even though theaters are open, churches are open, you know, to a certain, you know, to degree or whatever, but the... Um, uh, the live music industry, it still has not opened up on a, on a bigger scale, maybe small clubs, but on a bigger scale. It, now I have no idea when it's going to open up. You know, I don't, I don't think anybody does. My hope know? is sometime next year, you know, it, it's, it's, yeah, but I've, I know, a, it's crazy. I know a lot of friends have lost everything through this yep. from yep. live music. Sure. And many, yep. many of my Who friends clubs? had to change like they were successful promoters or managers or tour managers okay. or whatever, and now they had to change complete career just overnight. Yeah, you know, uh, on on the live music topic, I played also with Sebastian Bach, and I've been with Sebastian since two thousand five, and uh, we had a tour scheduled for March, April of two thousand and uh, and twenty, and then that got pushed back, obviously to October, November, December. It was like an eight, nine-week tour. And so that would have been happening right now. And so it didn't happen again. So they rebooked it again for 2021. They booked it for uh, May and June. And it's like 35 dates, 
uh, tour, and we don't know if it's going to happen. And, and and there's some Canadian dates in there too. There's about ten Canadian dates in that tour. So we're hoping May, you know, or I'm hoping I should say, hoping that this is all opened up by May. But I mean, who knows? Was that the thirtieth anniversary tour? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. We, <laughs> we played, and we did. We did a whole U.S. sort of run that was. Um, kind of like the, the first leg of that. We did that in 2019 at around this, it was this time last year. We did, we did about 30 shows, and, but it was all U.S. And then this next uh, tour uh, that, that was scheduled, that I'm speaking about that, that's Canada, and it's some of the markets we didn't hit. Like, we didn't go to Minnesota. We didn't hit, like, Vegas. We did, There's a few different places that we didn't hit. So, yeah, it's, and we were planning to take it to Europe, too. And that hasn't happened, and who knows, you know? Yeah, that's tough, so. man. That's tough. And, like, there's no way you're getting across the Canadian border right now. That's for sure. Yeah, and that's a scary thing, because even if the U.S. does open up, we don't know if Canada is going to be opened up by that time. So. Right. Yeah, I, I think I think Canada and the U.S. will coordinate pretty good. They're they're pretty like, you know, interconnected. So as long we're as part cases, of Canada, I'm from Vancouver. We're part of Canada. Oh, Vancouver, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I, I know Sebastian know. could go back to Canada, but he would have to hire a Canadian band. No, we don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Could hire like Max Webster's band or something, <laughs> or or maybe uh, you could hire. Let's see who's from Vancouver. Isn't Gene Hoagland up there? Who? Gene Hoagland. Yeah, Gene Hoagland. Uh, he's he's actually in the Bay Area. But oh, I thought he was up there. Ryan Van Buderoid's out there. There's lots of guys up there. Yeah. yeah, but we're not trying to get your. No, 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 no. I was just making a point that Sebastian <laughs> yeah, not, is a Canadian citizen, so he can go across the border. That's all I was saying. <laughs> yeah, that's all I was saying. We have to Chris claim. Right. We have to claim fame to some people that come from Canada that are killer. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but Sebastian's Sebastian's one of those guys that anytime that we play somewhere or whatever, he claims every country that we've ever that we're playing <laughs> as his home. Because he was born in the Bahamas, he lives in he he you know like Skid Row was big in Jersey, so he claims that he claims L.A. because he lives in L.A. now. When he was in Madame X, they were kind of out of the Midwest, so he claims the Midwest. And because he's Norwegian, he claims Norway when we go overseas to Scandinavia. So, <laughs> so there you go. Bruce, I I took this conversation <laughs> way off topic. I'm sorry. That's okay. We always end up yeah. way off way off topic anyway. So, um, what is it like trying to promote and get a record out in this uh, new climate that we're in? You guys doing anything different online kind of stuff or virtual stuff? Or? No, I mean, <laughs> well, the interviews. You know, obviously this helps. You know, doing the interviews and getting the word out there about the new record. Um, but, uh, and you know, the, the videos and, and that sort of thing that, that come out, uh, for the, before the release, but, um, 
I'm surprised that more bands aren't releasing at this time just because people are staying at home, you know? And I did see online right when this sort of was hitting that bands were going to, were holding back the release. And I think maybe they did was because of touring, you know, you want your record to come out and then you want to hit the road shortly after that. And then if your, if your tour is canceled and you feel like, Oh, maybe we ought to push back the record also. But, I think, you know, during this time, I think people are just sitting at home and most people don't go to the record store and buy records anymore or CDs or whatever. They download everything. So why not release at this time? Have something, you know, for people when they're sitting at home or, and especially if, you know, people are doing office work and they're not going into the office and, you know, you're in a cubicle surrounded by a bunch of people. If you're in your own house and you're in your own bedroom doing your office work, that's the time to listen to you know some new music and and that sort of thing. So I think it's a it's a good time for bands to release music. But uh, yeah, you know. right. But actually, the statistics do not support this. It turns out we're listening to next music now. Rena, Rena, you're cutting out. Yeah. Am I? Oh, now you're better. What the hell, Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> it's me. <laughs> <laughs> You're much better now. Go ahead. Okay, cool. Yeah, but that—that's like you would think that, like that—that that would be like your logical trail of thought that you know people don't have much to do; they're going to be at home, so they're going to want to listen to more music. But apparently, the statistics say that that's not it. It's not like they're not listening to music at all, but there isn't like a spike up that you would expect. But actually, us uh, like a, a mild decline. Wow. Well, uh, maybe people are listening to older music that they grew up with, through, you know, because they're remembering better times than what's happening now. I don't know. But, uh, you know, who knows? Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Talk- Go ahead. Sorry. No problem. Go ahead. I would say we talk to a lot of people uh, when we do this podcast and uh, a lot. Most of the people, Chris will tell you, Reed will tell you, are holding off because they feel that they need that that tour to, you know, get out and get the grind and get people into it. So I, I don't know. I see your point for sure that people are sitting home, but yeah. I know a lot of people are thinking they really need to take it home. I mean, take it out on the road before they release it. Yeah. Well, there, and I did see there's a few bands. I think I actually saw like Buck Cherry played somewhere and there was a venue and the venue was uh, obviously larger than, the venues that they would typically play, but it allowed people to sort of like set tables up and kind of, um, you know, uh, uh, kind of spread out a little more. And a friend of mine, actually the guitar player who plays with, with, uh, Sebastian Woods, um, he did a little side project, uh, with a, uh, with a guy who was promoting a movie that he was, um, that he just appeared in and they did a tour of theaters, like outdoor, like drive-in kind of theaters. Oh, yeah, I've seen that so, with cars. I guess I'm not even sure, but you know, he, he kind of explained it to me a little bit, but it's, you know, like it's uh, some sort of, you know, outdoor venues. And I guess, you know, people are trying to find ways, but, I just hope things open up because, you know, I think it's hurt our industry uh, really significantly. And, 
you know, as you mentioned, you know, some people aren't reco- aren't going to recover from it, but I mean, we have to, you know, we have to have music and, and we will at some point, I guess, but yeah, we'll see. I think the music business has to reinvent itself and it will, it just may take a little bit of time. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Chris? Uh, I don't have anything else, Bruce. Rena, I'm good. I'm I'm good. Just want to say that the new album sounds kick ass, and I hope we all get to play some stages soon. Are you guys getting to play it a little bit on the radio there? Huh? On the station? Are you guys playing the record? Are you get getting? Uh, are you able to play it there? Oh, we're oh, not, We're not a radio station. We're a podcast. What's the difference? <laughs> 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 we, we we can't play music on the podcast. That's because we don't really? have How we come? don't have the licensing for have it. The right, yeah, yeah, the whole licensing thing. All right. Well, we would if, we would if we could. We would. I would yeah. play it because I do like the record. We were talking about that earlier. I love it. So. All right. Well, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're like you know really really. Keeping the wrap on your disappointment here. On your channel. Thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate it. Stay safe. Good luck with the record. And hopefully we'll catch you soon on the road. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Hey, right. be well. Cheers. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.